Shalom, 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 evening, people of God. I believe you are all doing well. Shalom, evening, everybody. God bless you, Apostle William Kansas. God bless you. God bless you, my son, Dakar Prince. God bless you, Akosia Edike. God bless you. Omane Rocklin, God bless you. Alberta, God bless you. Mamea Joa, God bless you. Maxi, God bless you. Prissy, God bless you. Na Asi, God bless you. Bedo 
my son. God bless you. Oye, God bless you. Pam Pofua, God bless you. Apostle Bright, God bless you. Isaac Newton, God bless you, my son. Mandy, God bless you. Oshefo Nanayao, God bless you. God bless you. Patience, God bless you. Mabi, God bless you. Mameya, God bless you. Audrey, God bless you. Vida, Guatemala, God bless you. Johnson, God bless you. Yao Beck, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All right. All right. God bless you. God bless you. I want to welcome all of you to the mountain of the Lord this evening. You want to tap the share button and invite all your friends and loved ones. Tell them that the power of God is still at work on this altar, delivering his people from the shackles of the enemy and setting the, the way right even for them to walk into glory. Don't forget that we are still in the month of December, our month of glory. The Lord will glorify himself in all your situations. In the might, especially financial situations. The God of priesthood time. The God of mega one word from the Lord. The God of lunch prayer fire. He has done a lot that we have lost count. He will work for you in the name of Jesus. Don't be selfish because you don't selfish. Invite your friends and loved ones. Let them come and experience the goodness of the Lord on this altar. So tap the share button and invite them right now. Do so quickly. Let's move. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. We give you all the praise and the glory for this wonderful evening. We know that in every moment like this, you have already prepared your mighty power to move. Oh, blessed Father, eternal one, be thou merciful unto your church this evening and let your glory be manifested. In the name of Jesus. By your mercies, Lord, stretch forth your hand of victory above us and bring glory to our destinies in the name of the Lord Jesus. Tonight, I take authority over this atmosphere in the name of Jesus. And I command 
anything that is not of you frustrating the lives of your people to give way now in the name of Jesus any health condition that is disturbing the comfort of your people by the power of the Holy Ghost let it be broken from their bodies in the name of the Lord Jesus now from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet eternal one release health divine health into their system in the mighty name of Jesus we cast every sickness in their bodies in the name of the Lord Jesus the Bible said and Jesus entered the synagogue to preach and whilst he was preaching the power of God was present to him I stand in the power of God that is present tonight and I minister healing to any sick body right now in the name of Jesus let that ulcer disappear let that migraine give way in the name of the Lord Jesus let that spine problem give way now in the name of Jesus all manner of sicknesses by the blood of Jesus give way in the name of Jesus let the blind eyes be opened let the deaf ears be opened let the tongue of the dumb be loosed in the name of Jesus let there be a restoration of health unto your people in Jesus name chest pains disappear in the mighty name of Jesus I command all manner of sicknesses disturbing the peace and the comfort of the children of God to lose their home in the name of Jesus now I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that the power of God will rest upon all of you. Your mother is getting healed. Your father is getting healed. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I stand on the premise of God's word and I declare we will not bury any family member before the end of the year. We cancel funerals in the mighty name of Jesus. Anybody on this platform that the enemy is attacking your life and your family with death and sicknesses, I decree by the efficacy of the blood of Jesus. You are delivered from the circles of wickedness in Jesus' mighty name. You are not permitted to die. In the name of Jesus, we mark your forehead with the blood of Jesus, saying, You will not be touched by the wicked hand of the enemy. But you will live and declare the works of the Lord. Oh, mighty God. I am just a servant 
as I have declared your word. Let your angels gather and let them bring forth the manifestation thereof. That at the end your name alone will be glorified. We honor you, mighty God, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. Let me give you one key. Let me give you one key. Anytime you wake up from bed, every morning when you wake up from bed, don't just quickly go and wash your face and brush your teeth. They are needed. But something is much more needful than those things. Anytime you open your eyes from sleep, on the bed, just right on the bed, close your eyes, begin to thank God. After thanking God, receive His mercy. Because the Bible says that, for it is by the mercies of God that we are not consumed, and His compassions faileth not. They are renewed every morning. So once you wake up from bed, receive the mercies of God because it has been renewed for you. You need a new mercy to walk in a new day. That is how God made it. So don't just wake up and enter the day without receiving God's mercies because it is the mercies of God that will preserve your life from being consumed by the enemy. The devil has already gone ahead of you waiting for you to fall into the trap he has set. But once you receive mercy on the bed, all the plans of the enemy turns to foolishness. Because there are those that don't sleep like we sleep. The word of God said their sleep has been taken from them. They do not sleep. They are always waiting to hear bad news about people. Some of them plotted accident for us. Waiting that they say, oh, Oh, it has happened. Oh, this has happened. Oh, this has happened. And the night where they were planning all these things, we were asleep. And I've said this here, that the man that is asleep is so close to the one that is dead. There is a slight difference between death and sleep. Because when a person that is asleep when you get close to a person that is asleep and you measure the person's body frequency, it is the same as the body frequency of the one that is dead. Wow! My son Kobe Chris is here. Glory to Jesus. My son, you are welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome. My God. As of we have missed you. Oh.
My God. As of us said, I have a lot of testimonies. As of we, we, can, we can sense that. We can sense that. So, for God bless you, you are welcome. Congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. Uh, our own brother, Kobe Chris, left us for military training. And he said, By the grace of God, I am captain of the military. Are you just watching like that? Hey, it's not easy to be a captain. My God. Glory, 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 glory to Jesus. Also, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. Oh, my glory, God. My God. My God. I missed the actual 2021. But don't worry. We, we plan on that I, knew, I knew God has, God has a purpose and a will for all of us. Hallelujah. And to the glory of God, I, 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 was, I was just commissioned into the Ghanaian forces today. Wow. And I have my phone and I said, okay, the first thing I need to do was to join the faith and to say glory Hallelujah. to God. And fortunately, mm. <laughs> when I came, I noticed you were online. Wow. Thank you so much for the prayers, the support, the love. I am so grateful. Glory to Jesus. At a point, I felt I, felt I wanted to give mm. up. But when you spoke to me, when you called me and then you prayed with me. Mm. Wow. <laughs> you know? I can I, I can say all here, mm. but all I want to say is that uh, people on the page, uh, our daddy is one of the one of the kind. Mm. He's one of the kind, mm. so down to earth. I remember during my ordination, he have to come all the way from Cape Coast mm. just to come and pray for me before I would be. I I wouldn't forget all mm. that. But today, to the glory of God. The prophecy you gave a couple of months ago has come wow, to us. Hallelujah. <laughs> and today, and yeah. All I wanted to say is God bless you all. Amen. Keep connecting to the grace. Mm-hmm. And I pray that the Lord increase in you. Um, and keep being great. And keep being a role model to some mm-hmm. of us. Keep being our father, our brother, and our everything. God bless you. I pray that Amen. nations will come to hear of the Lord. Amen. And the Good work that you're doing. Good work you're doing. May God bless you all. People on the page, I just pray that whatever you're expecting God for, you know, it took me five attempts to begin. I applied 2015, 2016, 2018, 19, and 2021. If you are looking for something and you believe that the Lord is with you, just keep on going. So long as prophecies are coming towards that line, just don't give up. Mm-hmm. Just don't give up because I have applied so many years mm-hmm. and all I go for interview and the results look negative. Mm-hmm. But persistency in prayer mm-hmm. is, is, is one thing that moves everything. Because Jesus himself persisted in prayer. He went he came back the Lord, if it is your will, let us let's come back to God. He went, he came back, he went, he came back. Persistence. When blind Bartimio saw Jesus, he screamed. He was screaming. Persistency. And I realized that persistence would would open the door. And I did it again. And this time around, 
with the support of my father, it was something I, I just can't talk about right now. I'm very grateful. Yeah. All I want you to understand is I love you all. Yeah. Um, officially, when I'm released to come to the house, one of the days, I know my father will give me the platform. Exactly. And then I would, exactly. I would speak to you all. But that is, I'm very God bless you. God bless you. Very but we'll talk. Okay. Very also, for my smell. I know I couldn't make it for the wedding, but I will personally organize my second. <laughs> I won't tell you. <laughs> I thought we'll be waiting. We'll be waiting. Uh, yes, then. God bless yes, you. So, um, maybe by, by a week today, we'll be, we'll be released okay. and then I might come to Cape Bush or wherever. All right. No problem. No problem. Azafu. People of God, God bless you all. all. Right. God bless you. So, we'll keep in touch then. Yes, all right. God bless you. All right. Wow! Hallelujah! It's just amazing. So, so, so amazing. We give God all the praise and the glory for what He has done. And I'm sure some of us, you, you know Him. But with, with the exception of those who are um, new to this, I think He left us about six months ago. And by the special grace of God, he's back. Oh, we're, we're planning for, for my wedding. We had planned for the wedding. He was part of the plan. Everything. Two days. Two days to the wedding. They called him. That he should report. So he couldn't join us. Yeah, but we thank God for, for where he has taken him. Right now, he's a captain in the army. Why are you just watching like that? I'm so, so excited. I'm so, so excited. And we know that God has a purpose to fulfill even with our lives. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. All right, God bless you. And keep all of you strong. In Jesus' name. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We honor you. We exalt you for such a time as this in your presence. We ask that you open the eyes of our understanding, enlighten our eyes, that we will see your glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, God bless you. People of God, for the past four days, we have been handling the matter of the journey to God. The journey to God. The journey to God. And one of the things that I made all of us to understand is that God actually called man and he commissioned man to fulfill a particular purpose. God bless you, my daughter. Anointed the girl's gift. God bless you. And this assignment that God gave to man, it is in that assignment that God will be glorified. And the glorification of God is also the glorification of of that man. I believe you can all hear me. Good. 
So now, there is nothing in the universe of God that God did not create or make according to what we call the temple that is in heaven. Put this at the back of your mind. When you enter into heaven, heaven is not just one one big place like one country. No. Heaven is trying to explain and um, maybe teach on heaven. We would need a lot of practical work than theory. So no matter what I say about heaven, if you have not been there before, you will get more confused. But let me just skip all the dimensions and talk about one particular place. Because that is the place, normally people call that place throne room. Throne room. And I, I believe, how many of us have heard of that? Throne room. Okay, good. So anytime you hear throne room, it sounds like there is a room and there is a throne there. So we just go there to see the one that is sitting on the throne. Is that not how it sounds? Alright. Even though it is somehow true, but there is more to it. God in his infinite wisdom made the whole world to look like a place in the heavens called the temple. It is actually that place in the heavens known as the temple that God dwells. And in that dimension, God dwells there in specific um, let me say specific positions because there's a reason why I'm saying that because when you enter that temple in heaven as you are looking and gazing at God the place can change from a temple to a court and as you are looking at the court it can still change and look like a family like father, mother, and children in one, one house. Hmm. So you see, the temple, so that realm where God is sitting on his throne as a God that we are all worshipping, the same place can change and look like a court where the throne that God is sitting on can change and look like a judgment seat where God is judged in the court. And it can also change and it will look like a father sitting in a chair with his children around him. Now, these three dimensions of how the place that God dwells in heaven is is actually how God made the entire world. So the world that God created, He created it to look like the place that He He was He is dwelling in heaven. 
Are you following? I'm laying the foundation. Because our assignment is to journey to God. That is why when man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the word of God told us man disconnected himself from God. A whole lot of things happened over there. But what happened for all of us to know was that man disconnected himself from God because the eating of that particular fruit created something in man that did not allow the presence of God to dwell in that man. And because of that, God had to now set things in a different way so that his glory will still be revealed. So put this at the back of your mind. When man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he lost God's glory. And the glory that man lost brought man to a certain level where disobeying God was easy. And anytime something disobeys God, it is at that moment that that thing begins to lose more glory. And the more you lose glory, the more you lose your essence. And as you continue to lose your essence, you will get to a point where you will cease to exist. Put this at the back of your mind. That is why sin is very, very dangerous. But many of us don't know. I told you this, yes, I think yesterday, I told you that what sin is looking for is not always forgiveness. Let me be very plain with you. <laughs> okay, let's see. I took your, your ceramic plate and I crashed it. Bah! Then I began to cry. Yay! I've destroyed my, my father's plate. Then your father will, will come to you and say, it's okay, don't cry. I have forgiven you. Now, what has actually happened is that as for your father, he, he, he was supposed to be angry at you and unleash his anger at you. But it is that point that he stopped. It is that act of anger and the unleashing of the anger on you that he stopped. But whether you like it or yes, the plate is still broken. It will not change because your father forgave you. Are you with me? Are you getting what I'm saying? Good. So there are a whole lot of things that happen when somebody sins. Never, never think that when you sin, you are only sinning against God. Don't think like that. If you think like that, you are, you are a baby in Christ. You are destroying your life. I'm telling you the gospel truth. <laughs> that is why Paul told us something. He said, if you fornicate, you are sinning against your own body. He did not say God. 
Because if he had said God, you would have gone to God and said, God, forgive me. And he has already forgiven you. This time, it, it is your against your own body. You know how your body will forgive you. That is when your body will tell you that, me, I don't forgive. And it is not forgiveness. The body is like the plate that has been broken. It does not forgive. What it is waiting for is for it to come together and restore its glory that it lost. Are you with me? I'm telling you, if you get this and you will grow. When that lady removes, you know, her brazier and looks naked in front of you, you will run away. You will not think that hey, you, after everything, I will go and ask forgiveness from God. Don't think like that. You are, you are a child. Children don't think like that. I told you the other time that there are more reasons why we don't sin. That is why anybody that you tell the person, that, oh, do you know that all the sins you have committed, all the sins you are committing now, and the ones you commit after you die, God has forgiven you all your sins? When you tell somebody that, and the person says, really? Oh, wow, then we can do anything. The person is a babe. The person has not come to the place of understanding the spiritual places. I'm telling you. <laughs> no wonder Paul told us, he said, Don't you know that fornicators, adulterers, these people will not inherit the kingdom. They will not enter into the kingdom. I told you this. Let me show you a certain scripture so that you will now understand what Jesus was saying. John chapter 3. Follow, come, come with me to the book of John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, listen to what the Bible, from verse 1 downwards. The Bible said, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Verse 2. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. The listen to what. So you see, when Nicodemus came, he was talking about the fact that Jesus was a teacher from God. And he's doing miracles. And nobody can do the miracles that Jesus is doing except God is with the person. Immediately, Jesus replied Nicodemus and said, The Bible said, Jesus answered and said unto him, now listen to this one. Did Nicodemus ask a question? If you look at this scripture critically, did he ask a question? Where are my people? Only one person is replying. Where are my people? Don't put the phone down and be eating. 
those of you who are eating, I don't want to talk. I don't want to mention names. Uh, drop that yam. Drop that yam. Some makers will be zoey yam or they better say, drop that yam. And listen to the word of God. Are you following? Good. Now, Nicodemus did not ask a question. He just came to Jesus and said, Oh, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher and you are from God. Because nobody can do these miracles you are doing. Except God is with the person. If it were to be somebody like we the young ministers of God, oh yeah, you know, we are anointed. Do you know that they are, the fasting we are fasted come to a chance? We did not sleep. This is nonsense things. <laughs> now, you see, with the young ministers, when somebody, you know, says something good about you, maybe someone will just come to your door as a man of God. Wow, today's, today's message was amazing. If I literally, I was just sweating. I couldn't hold myself. Like, man, you are, you are seriously anointed. And you are happy. We may be there. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot what? He cannot. I want somebody to see. Some of you are not even reading the, the scripture. Except one be born again, he cannot what? Verse 3. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Good. Now let's read verse 4. The Bible says, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born who, when he is old, can he enter the second time into the mother's womb and be born? Then listen to what Jesus said. Jesus answered, verse 5, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot what? He cannot what? Verse 5. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now listen. The first one, Jesus spoke about seeing the kingdom. And the second one, he spoke about entering the kingdom. They are not the same. They are not the same. Hmm. And then many of you, when we, when we ask you, what is entering the kingdom of God? You think that you are going to heaven. You see your problem?
You see the problem here? May the Lord help us. Let's read something from the book of Luke. So now what we ask you, Jesus said, <laughs> somebody said, what is kingdom then? Because many of us think that the king, entering the kingdom means going to heaven. Is that not what they taught you? And is that not what you know? Good. Now let's listen to something that Jesus said in the book of Luke chapter 17, verse 20 and 21. Luke 17, verse 20 and 21. Luke chapter 17, verse 20 and 21. Now the Bible says, and being asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God cometh, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observations, neither shall they say, Lo, here or there. For lo, I want a certain, I want a verse that is quite simple for everybody to understand. Because the King James will say, Lo, 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 sir, people will not get it. Luke chapter 17, verse 20 and 21. Okay. Okay. ESV. ESV says that. Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, the kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. The kingdom of God is in the midst of you. When we say something is in the midst of people, what does it mean? <laughs> now, let me read the ISV, the International Standard Version says, The kingdom of God is not coming with a visible display. Come! That means that some of you are waiting now, then pa, 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 then Jesus and the angels and horses will be flying in the sky. They say, yeah, the kingdom of God is coming. The Bible said that is not what it will be. It does not come with visible display. You will not see it. Isn't it not Jesus that told us that when you are born again, you, can, you will see the kingdom. <laughs> so what kind of sea is he talking about? And what then is the kingdom? If we are going to see the kingdom, then what is the kingdom? Is it heaven that they told you? No. Because he said, the kingdom of God is not coming with a visible display. Verse 21 says, people wouldn't be saying, look, here it is. Or there it is because now the kingdom of God is among you. I love this one. The kingdom is among you. So the time that Jesus was there, with the disciples that he was talking to them, he said the kingdom was among them. Hey. Other 
Galatians also, also said the kingdom of God is within you. <laughs> so you see, this kingdom of God, you think it is heaven. And if Jesus is telling us that the kingdom is among us, then my dear, are we the ones going to heaven or heaven is coming to us? Which is which? Is somebody listening to me? If you are still not getting this one, is somebody listening to me? So, are we the ones going to heaven? I want you to know this point blank that when they say kingdom of God, it is not heaven. Ah, that is the biggest deception that many of us have had. Because anytime they hear of entering the kingdom, they think they are going to heaven. Okay, can I ask you a question? Can you all hear me, please? Good. Now, if you are not getting it, let me give you another scripture before I explain what this, this means. Matthew chapter 12, verse 28. Matthew chapter 12, verse 28. Matthew chapter 12, verse 28. Let's read what Jesus is telling us about the kingdom. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, But if it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. <laughs> what is scripture? Hey! Jesus said, if it is by the Holy Ghost power that me, Jesus, I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. So if you are here and you are thinking that the kingdom of God is heaven, then your pastor told you that we are all supposed to do good so that we can go to heaven. Because even Jesus did not tell us that. When he was teaching the disciples how to pray, he said, When you are praying, pray therefore after this manner. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. So the kingdom of God is the one that is supposed to come to us on this earth. We are not the ones trying to go into it. I mean, when you think it is heaven, So if the kingdom of God can come upon people because Jesus casted demons with the Holy Ghost, then what power is this kingdom? Because we, we, we did not see any heaven like the way the pastors told us. 
Because the pastors told us that we will be here and the pastor, other pastors will be preaching in church and those that are, um, you know, that have done good. Rapture will happen, their clothes will fall down and their body will disappear. <laughs> I'm going to touch on seek ye first the kingdom of God very soon. <laughs> then the pastor will be preaching, the microphone will fall down, his, his Gucci suit, Louis Vuitton suit will also fall down and his body will disappear from the suit. <laughs> Then the one playing the keyboard will disappear and the keyboard will, will stop playing. But that sister, that is the choir leader that has been boiled at side, she will still be there singing, no keyboard. <laughs> hey! But we all believe though, until now, that some of you listening to me that you think I'm lying. Because you think your pastors are right. I'm telling you, you think your pastors are right and me, you, you small boy. Am I quoting things from my own mind? This is scripture. You have refused to grow. And that is why you are very easy to be deceived by the enemy. I'm telling you. <laughs> you small boy, when did you come into the, this thing called ministry? You are trying to tell us. Let me shock you by saying something. This is one of the main reasons why Bible school, eh, if you see Bible school as something great, uh, that you have completed Bible school so you know God. You are the biggest fool I have ever seen. We are knowing God, not Bible. You, you, know, you, you see, we have all been to Bible school before. We passed through Bible school. We are. We have all been ordained. But I want to... T- <laughs> hey, you see these things, some reverend ministers will beat you. These Bible college people, most of them, they are looking for money. Graduation fee, you will pay. That is what they are looking for. They will come and give you books, systematic theology. Something that has been written down many, many years ago. They don't have time to sit down like the Berean church according to the book of Acts chapter 17. They can't study the scriptures to say that, no, this one is not true. This one is true. This one. The Bible said, Paul went to a place. And the people of Berean, Paul began to teach. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He did mighty miracles. But still after Paul taught the people, they took the Bible and read whether what Paul was saying was true. There are many people in our time now, when the man of God prophesies, mentions names and telephone numbers, everything he speaks from the Bible is true to them. Because somebody confirmed that her name was Adiofoa. Huh? That the man of God said, Ah, who is Ajoabene? He said, Me. Then all uh, the man of God said, God is a wicked God. If you do, he will kill you. Then we will all believe because Ajoabene confirmed her name through prophecy. You'll be there and be joking with your life and don't study. Let me, we understood these things way back. They fought us, Papa. They made us look like we, 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 <coughs> we are backslidden. I'm telling you. Because we began to say that the kingdom of God is not necessarily heaven. Even though heaven is part of God's kingdom. But heaven is not the kingdom of God in, in its entirety. Because Jesus told us that when we are praying, we should pray that the kingdom should come. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be the name. Thy kingdom come. Not that we will go and run into heaven. That is not the original plan of God. So if you are here and your, your main agenda 
is to die and go to heaven. You are not part of this commission. You can go out right now. Thank you very much. Sorry for wasting your time. <laughs> we are the people that know that we received the Lord Jesus. We were, we were very zealous for God. When we received the Lord Jesus, we did not disappear to heaven. We are still here. Ah, so why is it that if being born again is the main purpose of being born again is going to heaven? Why didn't we go to heaven the very day we, we received the Lord Jesus? And we, we still remained here. It means there is something here we are supposed to do. If that is why, is why is God still pouring anointing on people? We are praying God will anoint us. He will open your eyes to see visions about people. God, take us to heaven. What are we doing here? See, religion will stop you from thinking. I'm telling you, religion will stop you. Sit down and begin to think. God said in the book of Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18, he said, Come, let us reason together. God is calling us that we will reason together. Religion will stop you from reasoning. The thing itself, Christ, doesn't have definition. And you have given yourself to it. <laughs> you talk to people, they don't understand. If, if you like take this message to your church right now, ah, they will stone you to death. Hey, our son, our son went to school. He came back and demons have entered him. He is telling us that the kingdom of God is not heaven. What are you telling us? Was and You see, okay, let me say this. What is the difference? How many of us know Ashanti Kingdom? You have heard of Ashanti Kingdom before. Good. And you have also heard of Mesia Palace before. Right? Okay. Now, Ashanti Kingdom and Mesia Palace, are they the same? But can't you see that Mesia Palace is also part of the Ashanti Kingdom? Exactly. So the palace is like a full stop in the whole kingdom. That is how heaven is in God's kingdom. The kingdom of God is bigger than heaven. Heaven is part. But heaven is not the entire kingdom of God. Because the kingdom extends itself. This is what I want you to understand. Because when you talk about, I've, I've, I've taught on kingdom before on this platform. You can go and search through my, my message. You get the kingdom of God. The, a message on that. You will know. Now when we talk of a kingdom, we are speaking of plenty of things. You, you can never become a kingdom first if you don't have a king. Second, if you don't have a jurisdiction as in an enclosed place. Hmm? A place where you have a people that dwell there. So first you must have a king. Second, you must have a jurisdiction, a place. Third, you must have a people. Because if you, you are going to be a king, there is no kingdom without a people. 
So you must have a king. You must have the place where the king will rule and the people that are living in that place. The people must also have a culture. They must have a language. A whole lot of things go on before you can get a kingdom. And definitely in that kingdom, there is a place where the king lives. The king and the people that are, that are serving him directly lives. That place is called the palace. And that is where he sits to rule all over the township and the entire jurisdiction. So you can't just enter the palace and say, the whole kingdom is the palace. You, you, you don't know anything. That is what many of us are saying. So to enter the kingdom of God is very different. You can enter Ashanti kingdom and still not know where the palace is. You will not know where Menjia is. But still you are in the kingdom. So you can enter the kingdom of God and still not know God. I don't want to go there. I'm telling you, I taught this message on UCC campus. My son Clement, you were there. Hey, people were looking at me with some eye. With my friend Apostle, Apostle Joshua Cardi, they even insulted him. <laughs> what are you saying? But this one, even a madman can think about. Like, these things I'm saying right now, can't you get it? Isn't it so easy to understand? We have just read scriptures and Jesus told us that when we are praying, we should pray that the kingdom should come. So how will the kingdom come? How? Meanwhile, pastors are already gathering Christians to go to heaven. You see, they are busy gathering Christians. Meanwhile, our assignment and our goal is beyond heaven. It is far beyond heaven. I'm telling you. If we were talking about those that heaven should be their goal, it should be trees and stones. Stones, trees, sand, huh? mountains. Uh-huh. They should think of going to heaven, not us. Because our assignment is far beyond heaven. No wonder Jesus said, No one goes to my father except through me. He didn't say no one goes to heaven. We are going to the father, not heaven. And the father is far beyond heaven. In fact, even if you say God is in heaven, where the throne of God is, is actually at the pinnacle, the topmost part. So you will bypass all the angels, all those beings. And enter into God. We are going to the Father. And if you know the word Father, it means source. The source of creation. The source of all things. That is where we are going. So it means that we are going back to the source of all things. I'm telling you. This way, you go and tell your pastor in your church, hey, you be two of they will fly you hang. They will fly you and hang you. You two are near saying. 
Because of this, there are many believers here. I remember me, I read a certain I read a certain um historical um script and they spoke about a man of God in the United States of America that preached that he saw something, he saw the rapture. And according to what he said he saw, he saw that the rapture was going to happen on the 21st of May in a certain year. So all the people, if you are a Christian and you are in the U.S., get ready. Come and see. People started selling their multi-million dollars company. And the unbelievers that said, we, we don't have any heaven to go. You keep fooling. You know, there's no rapture. The unbelievers bought those companies. Christians that owned multi-million companies saw them. Some of them sold their houses at a cheaper price of $10,000, $5,000. A whole house, 12-bedroom house, $1,000, $2,000. And the homeless people that have been taking small, small money from people on the roadside, that have $10,000, they bought about five houses. Homeless people became owners of houses. And these people went to stand on the park waiting for rapture. <laughs> they waited and waited and waited. No rapture came. You can't go back to your house and tell that homeless guy that has been punished by winter and has been punished by snow for 15 years. What are you talking about? You can't go back and say, give me back. Because they signed and everything was under legal authority. So you can't go back and take it. I want to tell you something this evening. If you are here and you are still of the people that say, rapture can happen at any time, I want to boldly tell you, you are wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You are very wrong. Somebody is not thinking of what the, that great, great man of God said. You see, you see our problem? But man of God, this bishop said this. So are you trying to say that this bishop knows that he's wrong? So why is the Holy Ghost that the Holy Ghost does not tell him? You, are, you, you don't know what you are doing. like take your bible and type the word rapture and search for it there is no word called rapture in the entire bible no word like rapture in the bible if you like search if you like search there is no word in the bible like rapture nothing like that so how did they come about with this kind of, 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 of doctrine? Oh, merciful God, have mercy on us. Hmm. 
I'm telling there's no word in the Bible like rapture. Mm. There's no word. So, how did they come about with this? Now, many years ago, there was a certain scholar of the Bible, and his name was John Darby. Darby. D A R B Y. Many of us who are Bible scholars, we have seen Darby Bible before. Darby Bible. And Darby had a Christian movement, like a church. And the, the, the man had money and he was actually connected to big, big people. And one day, a small girl, I've forgotten the name, in his church, came to him and said, I had a dream. And in the dream, people were being lifted from the ground and they were they, they entered into the clouds then this man said really this is the dream you had then the man went to sit down he started studying started studying then he came across a certain verse of scripture that looked like what this child is actually saying it might be true So let us, this is what it will be. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18. So when Darby went to study the Bible again, he came across this scripture and he began to read. The Bible said, for the Lord himself would descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. <laughs> so you see, even this statement, Christ is a statement of encouragement. But when they tell, anytime they make mention of rapture and you are in fear, it is a wrong message. Let me tell you, you might dream and see people being lifted into the clouds. It does not mean rapture. It is because you already have the knowledge that the, your pastor told you that there is a certain rapture somewhere. That is why you are bringing the knowledge that your pastor told you to interpret what you saw. What you saw might be right, but you need to get proper interpretation. Don't interpret it from what your pastor has wrongly taught you. Because let me tell you, your pastor is wrongly teaching you this because he went to a Bible school that taught him that. Me, when I went for the Bible college, that is what they taught me, but I did not take it. Because I had an understanding. So many pastors are preaching this because of Bible school. And I know Bible colleges, when you go and you don't preach the doctrines they are giving to you, they can come and take their clerical from your neck. <laughs> hey! You'll be there, they'll call you. Why are you bringing shame to this honorable institution? Instead of you to go and preach rapture. What? <laughs> ah. 
I want to be very plain with you. I know what I'm talking about. That is the main reason why there are a lot of denominations now. Hmm? Because somebody will get a revelation and the, the person will say, this is what the Lord told me. Well, the pastor say, no, that is not true. He'll go and start his own movement. He'll go and start his own church. Cherubim and Seraphim International Ministry. Now listen to what the word of God said. If you, if you listen to this word, as Paul told us, where are we going to be with the Lord? You just look at the word. Where are we going to be with the Lord? According to this verse of scripture. Where? That I just read. In the air. What is air? He said. Now look at this case. Have, you, have they not told you that everybody in this world will die? Is that not what they... Haven't they told you that? Pastors have even preached with that. Everybody will die in this world. Then they will quote Hebrews 9.27. It is appointed unto man to die once and after death, judgment. So according to that, he said, everybody will die in this world and everybody will be judged. But Paul told us something here. He said, the one, when Jesus is coming, hmm, he will be coming with a shout. He will also come with the voice of an archangel and he will also come with the sound of the trumpet of God. I will explain these three things, what they mean. And the Bible said, the dead in Christ will rise first. So those that are dead in Christ, they will rise. The question is, where are they? They are dead in where? In Christ. So it will be in Christ that they will, they will rise from, not in the grave. So if you are waiting for graveyards to break, the people will be coming like zombies. Then the you see the tender will strike. Bah! Din, 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 din. Ah, you have been watching too many movies. Relax. <laughs> Look, what about those that were eaten by by sharks and whales? Where would they rise from? They will come out of the sea. What about those that human beings cut them into pieces and they ate them? Hmm? Yes, there are people whose bodies cannot be found physically because somebody ate them. We all, we all saw the news of a certain teacher that killed some children, put it in the fridge, and he was preparing beautiful and delicious delicacies for himself. So if these children, where are they going to rise from? Is it from the stomach of the teacher or from where? We are we don't think anything spiritual. We think ah those that are dead in Christ will rise first. Then after that, can listen to what he said. He said, Then we who are alive, that means when people are raising from rising from the dead, there are some of us who will not die, they will still be alive. So where from that scripture that says everybody will die. 
Where? When did that? What did the Bible say? Everybody will die. He said, We that are alive and are left. <laughs> that means definitely some people will die, some will not die until Jesus returns. Yeah. Please go and invite your, your reverend father. Let him join right now and listen. <laughs> also, I think this one is pushing me to start um, eschatology again. I wanted to start eschatology, but I looked into the air and I said, no, let me pause. That is why I did not talk about it again. But I'll talk about it. Eschatology. And I want you to know this. Eh? If you are not a student of the Bible and history, there are many things you will receive them in a wrong way. I'm telling you. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you. Many of us, you see, we are very funny. We, we are very, very funny. We, we the young Christians that we just believed in, in the Lord Jesus not long ago. Very funny. I'm telling you, when Jesus was coming to the earth, he did not come to Ghana. He came to Israel. His own. He was speaking Hebrew and Aramaic. In fact, the Bible that we have, the people that wrote, all of them were on the land of Israel. And we have become Christians and we are reading them. But we think we don't want to have anything to do with the Israelites. We are very funny. Because there are many things in the Bible, if you don't have a Hebrew understanding, you will never, you will, you will never get it. And our problem is this. Do you know that there are a lot of scriptures in the, in the Bible that are actually um, idioms and idiomatic expressions in Hebrew? Idioms and idiomatic expressions. How many of us know that? Okay, especially he kicked the bucket. He kicked the bucket means he's dead. So if you are reading the Bible and you find a verse that says he kicked the bucket, that is an idiomatic expression in English. But when you bring it to our key dimension as Antifrebekasawakanchiniyegu, it is not the same as he kicked the bucket. It is, if I am known to my Asante language as Wakanchiniyegu and somebody tells or I read a book that says he kicked the bucket, I will never understand until I get the, the, the meaning to that word from the writer's perspective. Are you following But our problem is this. We have seen things written in the Bible. We don't, we, you see, we are trying to use our own culture to explain the culture of the one that wrote the book. You see, we, how, can't you see we are very funny? And one of the idioms 
Hebrew idiomatic expression. One of them is this. That he saw his father's nakedness. That word, he saw his father's nakedness, is a Hebrew idiom. It does not mean the same way it has been written. It means exactly he slept with his mother. So if you are reading the, the account of Noah, and the Bible tells you that one of Noah's sons slept, one of Noah's sons saw his father's nakedness. And you don't, you have to understand that this one is a Hebraism. This is a Hebrew idiom. If you don't go to the Hebrew people to get the meaning of his, of the, the meaning of the fact that the guy actually slept with his mother, people of God, you 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 miss a lot. You miss a lot. And let me tell you, there are times if you read the book of Leviticus and Numbers, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, these books will actually give you, you see, God was giving certain rules and regulations and laws to the children of Israel. And after giving them all those laws, they were actually thrown or sprinkled throughout scripture. Because those laws were actually the original meaning of idioms and idiomatic expressions. So you go to a book like Ezekiel, and Ezekiel will write something, and the meaning of it is actually in Leviticus. So if you think you, are, you, are, you have an understanding in English language, so you can get it, you are wrong. That is how we study the scripture. If only you want to understand. That is why many of us have been waiting. We have been waiting that Jesus will come and carry all of us to heaven. We have waited. Do you know the number of people? Do you know those that started waiting? <laughs> John the Baptist started preaching about that. He was the first person that said, Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He was the first person. He died. The Jesus that came to declare the word also died. He resurrected. He's gone to his father. When we say something is at hand, it means it is close. It is very close. So what, right now when you see evangelists standing on the roadside preaching and they said, what they are actually thinking that they are saying is that repent because heaven is coming is that not what they are saying meanwhile that is not it Jesus said repent for the kingdom of God is at hand now he told us in Matthew 12 28 that if I cast out demons by the Holy Spirit then the kingdom of God that I told you is at hand has come upon you. <laughs> so how did the kingdom come? Crowd that we did not even see. That pastors are still preaching. Now let me tell you. 
It is like this. Let's say you are in Accra and you want to go to Kumasi. And there is only one way. You have to pass through Pukwase, Amasaman, Nsawem, that area. Then you go and you now appear in Ashanti region. No matter where you find yourself in Accra, if only you want to go to Kumasi, you have to come and use the Achimota route. Pass through Amasama, pass through Pukwase and go. Is that not it? When you enter into Ashanti region, you have not you have not ended. You have to know where you are going. And now put this at the back of your mind. Once you enter Ashanti region, you have to know the very point in Ashanti region that you are going. And that is going to be the realm or your destination. So let's call Ashanti region the, the kingdom of God. And wherever you are coming from, let's call Accra the world. So if you are in Accra, you are in the world. <laughs> you are not coming to us. You get it? Yeah. region you are entering the Ashanti kingdom but understand there are so many dimensions of entry if you get to Konongo Konongo is part of the Ashanti kingdom but you have not gone you have not gotten to the original destination let's say you are going to where Nano Tuvo Osentutu is he is at the palace and inside the palace, there is a room where nobody is allowed to go. That is where he, he is. If that is where you are going, you can even enter the palace and still not see the man. That means there are so many entry points in the Ashanti kingdom based on where you are going. So we going to see the father in the, our father's kingdom we are not supposed to end just at any place we are supposed to go and keep entering so there are dimensions of entry in the kingdom and that is why if you want to enter more in gates so that you can meet the father you have to seek are you following You have to seek first 
the realms of the kingdom and keep entering because there are there are realms in this our kingdom so put this at the back of your mind i know many of many of us are learning things and we, we, are, we don't want to talk we're like hey really are these things in the bible yes so i want you all to know The other time when I was talking to us about, okay, let me, let me give you a sign. Can you all hear me, please? Good. If you have studied the way I minister prophetically, you will hear things like, In the realm of the spirit, the angel of the Lord has lifted me. I have been carried and we have entered the clouds. How many of us, you know, have, have actually been listening to how I deliver the prophetic word? There is a reason why I say it like that. Some people won't say it like that. They will say, ah, I am standing in a place called this. They had to be carried. My son, there are so many levels of seeking the kingdom. The person that is not a believer must seek the kingdom. And even the believer too must seek the kingdom. Because the kingdom is a vast, a vast kingdom on its own. And you have to keep entering into dimensions. And it will take zeal and desire to enter. And when you are desiring something, it means you are seeking that thing. Now I will take time and break it into into. Now understand this. So for for me, maybe God, I am in Ghana here, and my spirit has been energized by the Holy Ghost, and my eyes have been opened. I'm seeing things in the spirit realm. But God wants to show me something in, let's say. United Kingdom. He can lift my spirit and take me to the United Kingdom. And how he does it is through what we call the clouds. And the cloud is known as the chariot of God. There are differences in the clouds. They are known as the chariot. And once you enter into the chariot, it will engulf you and when it engulfs you, you see yourself appearing at a place. So the main purpose of the cloud is that it will change your current state. Are you getting it? So if we are going to meet Jesus in the cloud, what does he mean? Exactly. It is actually the place of changing. It's, it's as simple as that. It is as simple as that. So this whole rapture thing you have been hearing, it is just a moment of change. 
And that word change is the word caught up over there. So listen, if you think you are waiting and you will be carried and you will disappear and go to heaven, you wait for long. It will not happen. It will not happen because even if you are, you are caught up, you are not going to heaven. You are going to meet him in the clouds. You are going to, you meet him in the air, not heaven. Air, air, in front <laughs> so if you stay in Inframem there you stay there you have to get these things the Bible never mentioned any heaven in there because even Jesus you know, he is descending you know, he is descending and once he is descending he is descending with those that are dead in Christ those that are dead in him is coming with them then we that are alive we will go and meet Jesus and those that he's coming with in the clouds. It is where we are all going to be changed. And when we are changed, we will look like Jesus. And once we begin, we begin to, we are, we are looking like Jesus at that moment, we begin to rule with him. That is why John told us something. He said, brethren, we are now the sons of God, but it, what we are going to become is not yet. He said, we are now the sons of God. I want to give you a certain scripture. Think first, John. So now are we the sons of God? Let me get you that scripture. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Okay. First John chapter 3 verse 2. 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. Listen to what John told us. He said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Let me read it from the ISV so that we all will get it. Okay, the ISV says, Beloved, we are God's children now. So as I'm talking to you now, we are God's children. He said, And what we will be has not yet appeared. Are you getting it? So we have not yet arrived, though. We are God's children. We are the sons of God. But we are not supposed to end at being sons. So you need to be a son. But there are dimensions that you need to enter. That is what we call entering the kingdom. Because the more you enter deep in God's kingdom, the more you are changed from a son into another. So he said, Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. Oh my goodness. So we have seen all these scriptures and we still are saying, ah!
He said, brethren, we are not the sons of God. How did we become? The Bible told us in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Yes, the word of God told us in the book of Romans chapter 8. Listen to what the Bible told us. Romans chapter 8 verse 4, the Bible says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So if the Spirit of God leads you, you have become the son of God. But that is not the end of it. He said, but what we shall be has not yet appeared. Look at this carefully. What we shall be has not yet appeared. That means that we are going to become something and that thing must appear. And how will that thing appear? It will appear as the Lord appears. So the appearance of the Lord Jesus is actually the appearance of what he has been waiting for us to become. And when we also appear, that is when it shall, it shall be said that we are like him. So what actually we are looking for is the exact body that Jesus has now as I'm talking to you. And that is what Jesus said he's going to prepare for us. He said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And look at what he said. I go to prepare a place for you. And when that place is set, I will come and take you. And where I am, you shall be with me. And the Bible told us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 that we shall be with the Lord in the air. So where will Jesus be? He will be in the air. And that is where we will be with him. And John told us that when we see him, we shall be like him. Oh, wow. So the question is, what is the air? What is the air? Now let me put this at the back of your mind. Jesus is coming to the earth to rule the earth. He's not coming to pick people and take them to heaven. No, that is not what the Bible told us. He's coming to this earth to rule this earth with them that have believed in him. So that air actually is the air you are breathing around you. That means we are going to be here. We will be changed in the clouds. And will come to the earth and rule. So where, man of God, according to what you are saying, those people that are dead, who are who Christian that are dead, where are they? The Bible said, those that are dead in Christ, they are in Christ. Man of God, what is in Christ? In Christ... It's actually dimensions where believers who die begin to move and walk. They move and walk. Look, can I say something here? Do you know that every believer will be judged? Do you know? Okay. So the question is, how are we going to be judged? 
Are we all going to die and come before God to be judged or what? Because Paul told us that some of us will remain and will not die. So how is our judgment going to be? Because it is in our judgment we are going to receive our rewards based on what we did with the Holy Ghost God gave us. Let me say something. Jesus came with his father and he proposed to us and he said he's going to his father and um, he's going to talk to the entire family then they will come and marry us but when he was going he said let me give you this promise ring so that anytime somebody sees this ring they will know that you have been betrothed to a certain man then he said okay so he gave us a promise ring but there are some there are times when we are going out, we will remove the ring and put it down. Then we go and sleep with people and come back and put it on. So we are treating the ring anyhow. So the Holy Ghost that Jesus gave to us is actually a promise that he is going to marry us. And he is actually that promise ring that we have. But many of us, even though we have the Holy Ghost, we can drop the Holy Ghost somewhere and do what we like. But at the end of all things, when the Lord comes and is about to marry us, there are many of us who will be disappointed. He will come and realize that some of us did not, you know, even though he gave us the promise when we dropped the ring somewhere, we're doing our own things. He will have mercy upon us. But those that waited, kept the promise ring, pushed all men away, telling them that I have been betrothed to a man and stayed, waited for him to appear. He has a reward for them. So you see, people of God, the reward system actually is not that you. Our judgment is not you stand because you did this and did this and did that. Go to my left. Now you two come. Then Jesus will do this. Then a certain screen will appear. Then he will show you on the 27th of February. Kwame. Look at what you did. Then a scene where you were with that lady at Kukrentumi Hotel. Will appear. Then all the others will say, hey, Kwame. They are all also in line waiting to be judged. Also, we can see that Dambales, somebody is booing in the video. Then Jesus will say, Ah! Because of this town that you did. You are going to hell. At least I would have given you the chance to go to heaven. But this town is a killer's town. Straight coming sabun kumsu. You see how? Ah.
May God have mercy upon us. That is not... <laughs> if you are waiting for that, and you are calling that one judgment, you wait for long. <laughs> you wait for... You wait. Ah. <laughs> oh. I'm telling you. May God have mercy upon us and keep all of us strong. We are going to be changed. Mm. We are going to be changed. And how this, we are going to be changed in the clouds. Mm. When the Lord appears, we are going to be changed in the clouds. Do you know what the Bible told us? It said, for we have more a cloud of witnesses. And these clouds of witnesses are the dead sins in Christ. They are known as clouds of, witness, of witnesses. Some of them are still undergoing the period of changing within themselves. Some were changed on the earth. So when they go to heaven, they are still receiving other dimensions of the change. So the place that Jesus said is going to prepare for you was not a house. As in a physical building. No, it is a body. And that body is your glorious body. We don't use blocks and mortar to, to build it. We use glory and glory. We use glory and glory. So when you go to heaven, glory actually is like a token that God uses to do his thing, to build. Oh, the word of God is beautiful and pure. If you don't understand, you 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 be a believer walking in fear. Mm. May the Lord bless us and keep all of us strong in the name of Jesus. Amen. So please, lastly, we are journeying to God. God is our final destination, not heaven. We will go to heaven and bypass heaven to God. There are people who are getting into dimensions of heaven. Some of them are in realms of heaven. They are still yearning for God. Mm. That some of these Moses, Abraham people still yearning for God. Because God is not a course that you can finish in four years. No. God is not a school you can complete in four years. God is an eternal and even greater than eternal. You don't finish knowing God. So put this on the you are not going to heaven to sit down and be singing and be when we say rest, it does not mean you are sitting down and there's nothing more. Who told you? Do you know how <laughs> may God help us and open our eyes? One day when Jesus appears before you, you will know <laughs> that life is more than the school, life is more than the grade. So you are here, you got F9 in a certain subject, you are crying, you got E8. You got C plus. You got this. You are kind. Want to die? I don't know what to tell you. Don't you know what Paul said? Paul was a great man, a scholar. Wow, big. He had a lot of certificates, but he said, "When I met Christ, I counted all of them but loss." He was not bragging with his certificates. Do you know? Hey, we are all medical laboratory scientists. 
Do you know? Hey, we have studied. We went to the hospital. Can you study this? Nonsense. Right now, we are not supposed to boast. We are not boasting of anything. In Christ, it is Christ that must boast of us. That is our reward. That is what we are looking for. That Jesus will stand in front of the angels and say, Have you considered my servant the care prince? Seeing that he hates evil and is always walking in my path. Then the angels don't understand. Hey? God went straight, even in front of Satan, said, Have thou considered my servant do? <laughs> it is not we we are talking about. I know God. You know the realms of God that have entered. Stop those nonsense. You are not growing. Let God speak of you, not you speaking of God. Listen to this finally. We are closing. Charles Spurgeon said, Talk more of what God has done for you and talk very little of what you have done for God. Even what you have done for God, if it could be, don't talk about it. I'm going to end here. May the Lord bless us and keep all of us strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Right after here, I'm going to upload this sermon. It is going to be a foundation into what I'm about to teach. Get ready. Some of you, I will, I will dismantle your theology by God's grace. When you go to church, you will not feel happy again. Because some of you have been bombarding you with certain messages. Especially that Saturday night, you filmed, you couldn't control yourself and you did something. The, the, the next Sunday morning, you came to church and the pastor was talking about stop fornication. It looked like somebody told the pastor about what you did there. God bless you and keep all of us strong. We shall meet God willing tomorrow. God bless you and keep keep supporting God's work. The Lord will be a great blessing to you. Shalom. Bye-bye.